Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, Happy New Year. I mean, I tell you, everybody, I hope you're listening this morning. I hope you're up and about and out and having a great morning. It's Happy New Year. You've got to settle into some football games all day and uh, great games yesterday. I hope your team won. I did okay. You know, Art, I mean, it wasn't a bad day. Well, that's good. You know, I'm, you know, I've been, you know. All your bets panned out. Oh, I you... don't do that. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. By the way, since I started the program saying, welcome, I hope you're up this morning, mm-hmm. here's a statistic for you that'll shock you. Okay. Would you believe that 32% of people check their cell phone before they say good morning? Really? Yeah, 32%. 32%. So we're so into the, you know, the digital, the mm-hmm. texting, the technology mm-hmm. that we're now looking at that. So you get up, and I hate to say this. My wife, you know, I usually beat her up, and I will go straight to the... Well, that didn't sound right, did it? I, I usually get up before she... Does. You know, I do get up. That's that's better. I don't I think need, you need to back I don't it up a need, little bit. I don't need somebody beating me in the parking lot before I get out of here. Yeah. It's all right. I told you, it's brand new. 2016, it's uh, tongue-tied and everything else. And here morning. we were, thinking yeah, we were well, going to start the new year off the right. Deal? What's the oh, deal? Well. But, you know, George is a slave driver. There you go. But, you know, another statistic that I found... Be kind of, kind of. I know most of us did the thing of giving gifts and did all the traveling and all the things like that. This is one of those statistics that I really like to tell our listeners because it's one of those that I think really speaks to us as Americans and to us as people. 87% of Americans would rather spend the holidays with loved ones and skip the presents than give gifts but spend the holidays alone. Yeah. I think that's a big number, 87%. You know, I mean, it's kind of like you're stuck in Spokane, Washington, your family's here, you got to send the gifts, but you don't get to come from there to spend them. I just picked Spokane, Washington, but um, that's another deal. By the way, since it is January the 1st, and since we're talking, here's a, here's a thought for you. I'm not guilty of this, Art. I don't, I'm sure <laughs> you're not, but here's a statistic that I think will shock you. This comes from the sickness, you know, the, the term in sickness and health. Yeah. Well, a survey was done. Of men and women, couples, and 21% of women say their husbands exaggerate the severity and duration of their symptoms when they're sick and they got a sickness. (laughs) I mean, I'm not guilty of that at all. You know, not at all. My wife might say that I am, but that's not my case, you know, from that standpoint. Would you do that? You don't do that, do you? No. 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 Sure. Okay. Let me make a phone call while we take a break. Well, I've got two guys in the studio today. We did a show a couple of weeks ago. That was, I thought, it was talking about New Year's resolutions and how many times you make those and how many times you don't get those finished. Well, I ask them to come back because we're talking about 
literally the financial goals that you set or the other, you know, the weight loss goals. The, you know, I'm not going to quit smoking. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to do a diet. I'm going to volunteer more. All of those objectives and strategies and goals that you set beginning it's 2016. You got, you got them done. I know you got them in front of you. Well, guess what? Why do they fall apart? Well, we're going to talk about some reasons, some some how, some ways to overcome that. We'll talk about procrastination, and we're going to talk about obstacles that people have when they try to put together their financial goals and what happens and why they fall apart. So stay with me because I have Nathan Powell and Michael Powell. They were on a couple of weeks ago, but you'll want to not want to meet miss this program. They're going to walk through things that you need to do and why we have a tendency to not get them accomplished. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Here's your New Year's Day forecast. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will struggle to get out of the low and mid-40s today. Winds will be lightened from the north. Clear and getting even colder tonight with mid-20s by daybreak. Sunshine with highs nearing 50 for both Saturday and Sunday. What's better than the classic sandwich for breakfast at Burger King? Two of them for the unbelievable price of $4. Two mouth-watering sandwiches, just $4 for a limited time and only at Burger King. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers on AM 990. Have you thought about Pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Happy New Year to you. It's 2016, and I just want to make sure everybody gets started on the right track this year. So I've asked Nathan Powell and Michael Powell. They were on the program a couple of weeks ago, and we got into some subjects about procrastination and habits that we don't like, especially when we were dealing with financial things. And I thought it would be a great way to start the morning. And whether you listen to this program now and you're involved in taking notes, or you come back and listen to it by simply going to the iTunes and start searching for Shoemaker Financial and asking for this program with Nathan and Michael Powell. Guys, a couple of weeks ago, by the way, welcome to the program again. Thank Good to be back. Yeah, Thanks for having yeah. us. Happy Still New Year. Thanks for being here in uh, January the 2016, and hope you guys did your teams win? Everybody do good? Well, okay, never mind. Mm, we'll go back. Let's to that. not get into that. <laughs> I understand. But we still got some teams going to be playing today, so looking good and looking forward to that. Mm. By the way, um, here's the thought. We talked about, again, some reasons why you need to do a strategy. And let me review these for those that were there You know, when we did this a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. We talked about the protection side. 
the foundation, the pyramid, right. and coming up with the foundational part of the pyramid where you've got some financial risk that you take. Remember you talked about those, Michael, and you went through that process and you said financial loss, things like job loss, illness, injury, death, and we even talked about lawsuits. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And so people need to understand one of the reasons why you might do a strategy, a financial strategy, one of the reasons why you might say my New Year resolution is to get started in that is because of those financial risks. Right. All right. So number two, you talked about personal debt. Right. All of us are paying for Christmas that um, I don't. I I, I do realize that Christmas always comes every year on the 25th of December. And I actually know that and have planned for that. So I don't have any of those debts today because I knew that it was going to happen. I'm always surprised with the number of people that come into the office and they do have debt and they're spending money. For the rest of 2016, on something that took place, and it happens every yep. year on the 25th. Yep. Mm-hmm. So number two in your financial strategy for 2016 would be to help them eliminate personal debt. Number three, you talked about you know that you're going to live a long time, so you need to plan. It's not like we plan to 65 and you're dead by 75. Nope, we talked about In fact, Nathan, you mentioned your grandparents. That's that right, were Mimi and Papa. Yeah, you said, how, how old was your... Late 90s. Late it's, it's 90s amazing and still driving yep. and still... Well, I think the reality is that's a part of a financial strategy that people have to come down to and realize that yep. that's something there. And then we talked about paying for college costs and, and just raising children. Uh, that in, The cost today of doing that needs a strategy. Now, guys, I want to start with you, Michael. There, you, know, you have to go through this process... And I know there's some more things, but I want I want the person listening, I want you to understand that you are working through a process of why do you need to do this? Well, these are some of those personal strategies that you're thinking about today, and you're trying to put some some kind of a rhyme to reason. Michael's going to give it to us. Nathan's going to help us with that. So, Michael, start with another reason why you need a strategy. Talking about children again, we mentioned about raising them in general is expensive, and also college, you start to get that picture. But now paying for a child's wedding is a big one. Oh, yeah. I know that. (laughs) I know that real well. More than likely, you'll have to help fund a wedding, and that's something that you need to plan for because they can be expensive. Well, you know, if you look at a cost, I mean, I know that there's some data out there about cost, about twenty eight to thirty, thirty five thousand. I I attended a wedding here this summer that um, we all speculated on the cost. Oh, man. <laughs> it's fun, and, right? You know, it was fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. all of us dads that were not paying the bills, right. we're all sitting there going, hey, how much do you think the flowers go? Well, how about, you, how about this band? How much is that? And, you know, I remember I, my kids, my two daughters, um, you know, both uh, were great kids. And this was a time of celebration for us. I mean, really – I looked at it as being excellent for us to celebrate their life and their wedding. And so we did spend money. But I had saved the money. I had started early in what you're talking about. I knew that it was going to happen. So, Michael, it's a very good point. You talk about it. Don't just talk about it. Don't just say, I'm going to do it. You start a strategy for it. Right. 
And you said twenty eight thousand, twenty to thirty thousand being a wedding cost. I didn't even include the honeymoon. Yeah, that doesn't. So yeah. We don't even talk about <laughs> yeah, the honeymoon. Yeah, that's another. That's another animal there. But uh, yeah, you know, I, Jim, I think you said something that's absolutely critical when planning for a wedding. You want to be able to enjoy it, right? Absolutely. You know, if you're you, you get to the date and you're stressed out about how am I going to pay for this, then I mean that just completely destroys. Think the, about the, the conversation. Think about the conversation that I have with my daughters. I said, okay, guys, dad started when you were born working on two things, your college education, and I knew at some point in time I'd need to pay up for a wedding. That's right. So I, I, you know, it wasn't like I said, okay, I don't have the money to do it, you know, I mean, we haven't thought about it. And so it was a, it was kind of, as you said, a celebration time, yeah. and I enjoyed that conversation. Now, my daughters were not crazy either. They didn't go out just outlandish. You know, they had a, a budget. I kind of said, this is kind of stay within. Their mom helped. But the good part about it is when we packed up at the end of the day and everybody had headed off, the honeymoon had started, mm-hmm. and her mom and I were putting everything in the car, you know, all the stuff that you had to take off, the presents that had been brought, you know, we were in charge of taking care of that. We both looked at each other and said, hey, it's a good day. Yeah. That's yeah, right. it was a good day. And we didn't have to get up the next morning thinking, oh, my goodness, look what I got to pay for. You know, and you met, you mentioned the flowers. I I heard somebody talking the other day about you know we all love our grizzlies, and uh, Zach Randolph, Z, good old Zebo, yep. heard about his uh, wedding and that you know the the walls from floor to ceiling were covered Covered. with flowers. And, you know, we were, again, you know, just speculating on how much, you know, would that have cost? I think Zach can pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. (laughs) He might. I love him. The big man. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a great point, though. I mean, you just have to think about it. Here's another one, though. And so many times people don't think about this one. Nathan, I want you to kind of go with it through us, you know, from that standpoint. It's one of those situations where I have been fortunate enough to say, in this scenario, I started early and I've always been able to pay cash. I don't buy something expensive, but I pay cash because I have a fund that's dedicated to this animal. All right, I've, that's got to be a car. You got the, the vehicle. You got to have a way to get you from A to B, a, sure. right? Yeah. You know, whether it's a, a bike or a moped, scooter, but Something. you know, you want to be able to get there quickly. So, you mean, obviously, you're talking about a car, and you know, there's there's so many things to consider when you're looking at purchasing a car. You you mentioned you know, you've got a fund got allocated. A fund, I pay cash. You yeah. can pay cash. That's fantastic. Not everybody, you know, has been so proactive and can do that. So, you know, you have to. You know, take into consideration, should I look at dealer financing? You know, is there another equity source that I can pull these funds from? Should I lease the car instead of owning? But you've got to, you know, really understand the limitations on leasing if you want to go that route. We do a lot of that. You know, when people come in and say, should I lease? And we ought to do a program about leasing versus buying something. Fantastic. I agree. That's a real issue for a lot of people. They think the lease seems to be better. But the reality is, it's not always the best thing to do. Right, just it all depends. You know, and I think I, I, here's the thought for you. I have to tell you this: I have a a, a widow and her children. Uh, her husband was a good client, and he passed away, had cancer, passed away about a year and a half ago. It came time for the daughter to buy a car, and you know, her dad had been that person. And in this scenario, you know, she called. She said, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm thinking about buying a car." She's mm-hmm. getting out of. She's working. And uh, she'd been out of college for about a little over two years. She'd got out of college, graduated before her dad passed away. But she needed that person to okay it. Yeah. Now, mom okayed it, right. but she was looking for that affirmation. 
And, you know, it was exciting for me to know that she still called me and said, would you come go with me? Would you go test drive it with me? Would you look yeah. at the numbers? With Now, she did it all. And, I mean, she was phenomenal. And she a very astute person. But the reality was she was simply saying, I just want somebody to give me some ideas and to help me understand and to affirm my decision. You know, we love doing that kind of stuff with our clients. You know, that's the dynamic part of our relationship with our clients is to be able to be an active part of their life, whatever, you know, whatever that might mean. Absolutely. That's the financial idea is to guide and direct. And so, so buying a car, paying for a child's education, number, again, that's another one. I don't know how many numbers we got here. Number eight, to buy a home. Buy a home. That's a big purchase for a lot of people. That's a very big purchase. I've seen a lot of the time that people are spending majority of their income on housing. And usually you see that. Yeah, that's true. But there's a strategy that needs to be done in order for people to determine what house is good for them. Okay. Uh, When you think about it, how you handle that purchase of a home, you got far-reaching implications of everything else that you're going to be able to do in your life, whether it's saving more for retirement, saving for college and other goals, because if you're spending majority of your income on housing, then what's what other things are we going to accomplish? Yeah, I think that's important because so many times people get sold a house and they're not in the process of buying. So let me say this to you. If you just tuned in, I'm talking with uh, Nathan Powell and Michael Powell, and we're talking about basically some strategies for 2016 from a financial standpoint. And we're going to talk about some obstacles, literally what gets in the way in the second half of the program. But what we're trying to do now is to kind of give you some ideas of things that you're working on. We talked about a child's wedding. It's If you've got a daughter, you've been blessed with a daughter. I had two. I paid for two weddings. So guess what? Don't wait till the last minute and the daughter walks in and says, hey, Dad, here's the guy. I'm getting married. And you start planning for it. That's a little late. A little late. Just a little late. If you're going to buy a car, what kind of car? How much do you want to spend? Is it a new car? Is it a used car? Or what are they called? Um, not used today. Um, previously owned or previously pre-owned. Yes, pre-owned. 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 There you go. Um, and, but, the, you know, make that decision. And, and the thought process, is, as Nathan said earlier, it is the dynamic that we set down with the client and help you make those decisions. Buying a home, uh, very, very tough. And so both Nathan and, and, and Michael are giving us some insight. I guess, Michael, like purchasing a car, give me some thoughts behind purchasing a home. Purchasing a home, you think about it, first-time home buyers, that's a big decision. And also thinking about older clients and older people looking for a retirement home, yeah. whether it's a lake house at Pickwick or it's a condo in Destin, Florida. Right. And those are the things you think about because I see a lot of the time the people that are getting in their mid-40s, late early 50s, they're wanting to plan for that retirement home. Mm. And going through that process of saying, okay, this house is fixing to be paid off. How can I start getting towards the other goal, which is the big house, the nice house, the one that we want to stay in forever and take care of grandkids? But you're talking about a process. Here. Right. You're talking about not something that just they decided on a, on a sunny day driving down the interstate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have somebody come in saying, you know what? I thought the Bahamas right. would be great to live in for the <laughs> next 20 years. Sounds good to me. Yeah. But usually you have those things long. Drawn out and just planned out. It could be a 10, 15 year plan. Exactly. You know, I would say just, you know, with any financial goal, you know, it's it's critical. One, take an inventory. What cash do you have on hand? 
What are your liabilities? What are the things that you're paying, you know, month in, month out? You know, go speak to a lender, you know, get a good idea of what type of mortgage you would qualify for. And then you have to think, is there a 15-year mortgage, 30-year What's the best scenario for me? You know, what you're saying, Nathan, is is exactly right. I mean, I think I had someone to just call me oh, probably a month ago and said, I'm thinking about, and it was the second home. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? Now, this is a professional. This guy, more than capable of figuring this out. Sure. But I've worked with him for over 30 years, and he said, what do I need to do in order to do this? And we went through the process. We talked about the lender, approach a lender approach a lender at the place he was going to, to purchase the home. It right. was in Florida. It happened to be he was going west to Arizona. And he thought this, you know, so we said, we need to talk to somebody there. Do you know someone there? Well, he, he you know, we went, did the research. What's the interest rates? What can he afford? What has he got money to set aside for? All those questions. And again, it wasn't so much that he didn't have the capacity to do it. Yeah, He was asking for someone to give that he trusted to give him some advice not to sell him the home. Right. Right. Absolutely. I think that's so important, guys. I think what we're talking about, again, if you just tuned in, I'm talking to Nathan Powell and Michael Powell, and we're talking about this 2016. It's a happy new year, 2016, and you're thinking about strategies that you want to do something financially, and you don't know where to get started. Well, I got two guys. Just give them a call, 757-5757. They know how to get you started. They guide you through it. They're not going to try to put you into something you don't need. They're just going to get you started with a financial strategy. 757-5757. Nathan, I know there's one here that people think about retirement, and I think the thought process of retirement is – I want to retire. I'm going to retire, whether it's the second home they're moving to or what. What mm-hmm. are the issues that people struggle? What do you see in your practice <laughs> sure. all the time with people thinking about retirement? Right. Well, you know, when, when we walk through that process, you know, when you see that number that's needed for retirement, sometimes that can be a, a blow to the gut. Yeah, it is. You know, but, you know, it's important to remember that, you know, even if it is a huge, massive number of, of retirement need, we're not looking at this is what you have to have sitting in a bank account before you can retire. We're saying, all right, what based on your living expenses and what you want to get done in retirement, what you want that to look like, you know, what do we anticipate your entire spending over those 20, 30 years that we're planning for? We talked about living longer. And you know, just think about food, for instance. You know, you know, if you and your spouse retire at 65. And you have, let's say, a life expectancy to 90, which is typically what we're planning for these days. You're going to eat 54,750 meals in retirement, three meals a day for over 25 years for two people. If just if those meals alone just costed five bucks each, and I think that that's probably a deal if you can yeah, eat three reasonable. meals a day. For, wouldn't, yeah. Five dollars wouldn't work in my house. That's right. I mean, that's almost two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars just on food Ooh. alone. So, I mean, we're helping people look at all the different aspects of retirement. You know, you got to have food and shelter. I mean, just Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You got to have the basics, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then, do you want to travel to see grandkids, or you want to? Go down to Florida. My grandmother, before she passed away, spent every winter in Florida. She was a snowbird, and I loved going to visit her down there. It was amazing. So, 
you know, just depending on what you're trying to get accomplished, we've got to dive into the numbers and, you know, help people really uncover what those needs are. You know, I think I appreciate you, you giving us that thought process of $5 a meal cost up to $273,000 in food cost, because I don't think anybody thinks that. No, I think they no. don't put that in perspective. But you also said something that I've listened to my clients say more and more and more, and it's even more prevalent today. The reality is I want my grandkids not to have to take care of me. I want to be able to go and see them or they come to my home because they want to come right. instead of me ending up there because they're having to take care of me. Now, again, my grandkids may be taking care of me because of health reasons. Sure. Maybe not because I have long-term care. But the reality is it's it's a choice that they make, not an absolute they got to do it. I want to have the financial independence to really be that grandparent, like you were talking about your grandmother, where you enjoyed going to Florida to see her. Yeah, and that's a great for financial independence. You know, yeah. when I, especially when I talk to younger clients in their twenties, even you know, you know, the idea of retirement can be so so far out yeah. that yeah. you know a lot of that conversation can be like, okay, well, let's talk just about financial independence. When do you want to be able just to go to work because you want to be there? Well, I think that's one of the biggest things we need to talk about. I'll, I'll talk about that when we come back. If you just tuned in, I'm talking with Michael Powell and Nathan Powell, and we're talking about 2016 financial strategies, things that you can get started on thinking about, kind of that New Year's resolution tied into finances. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the problems, some of the obstacles, and big word, procrastination. We'll be back right after this. Please remember, investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. One cannot invest directly in an index. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Helping you make the most of your money, Talk Money will return right after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money. Happy New Year. It's 2016. Boy, it's hard to believe that 2015 has come and gone and over with. And if you're like most people, you have made those New Year resolutions, and already, maybe you've already broken a couple of them. Maybe you said you wasn't going to eat as much, and it's over and done, and you had a big breakfast or whatever. You know, I understand that. I do the same thing. Well, I'm going to talk about procrastination. I want to talk about some habits that we kind of have and how to break a few of those. I have Nathan Powell and Michael Powell with me. They're talking about financial strategies that we kind of, you know, we we talk about, we kind of, everybody has them on their mind, 
But how do you begin to put them into a plan? Well, this is what these guys are talking about. How do you put them into a strategy that says, I can accomplish now, begin to accomplish something that's going to reward me in a long-term plan, long-term thought process? In fact, before we took the break, Michael, you mentioned the financial independence, or maybe it was you, Nathan, that said financial independence. That is really, to to a lot of people, the the mindset that they're really trying to work towards and it's a different number for different it, nobody is the same. Right. How do you work with that? How do you get somebody to move through that process that I mean not every client walks in and is exact there's no cookie cutter plan, sure. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So how do you do that? Well, first off, like you said, there's no cookie cutter approach right. to that. Uh depending on what their lifestyle is currently today, you can really you can predict mostly about what they're going to be spending in retirement. Usually we use about 80% of what they're using today because some bills are going to go away and some expenses are going to stay completely there. I got that. But laying down everything that they're doing currently and being able to say, okay, what bills are going to be gone when that age of retirement is? And also saying, okay, what what are we going to increase? Well, I, I like what you're doing because what you're, what you're, we kind of take this for granted. And I know... I know when we do talk about the program, we, we say, okay, come in and here's your plan. But you really are not doing that. You're asking questions. You're discovering what a person's really trying to do. Again, everybody is different. And I think the, the thought process is how do we work around that? You know, I mentioned before the break, long-term care. Talk about that for me, Nathan. Well, you know, I mean, the reality, as you know, we've said you know, just a few minutes ago and even a couple of weeks ago, you know, people are living a lot longer than they were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And, you know, those previous generations, they didn't really have to deal a lot with the costs of long-term care just because the, you know, the medical advances weren't quite there. And, you know, now we're just, we're able medically to prolong life. And, you know, it, it's interesting that the statistic of those who reach age 65, 40% will spend time in a nursing home and 70% will require long-term care at some point. And that's looking at the U.S. Department of Health. I mean, that's a staggering statistic. And, you know, how are we going to pay for it? 40% to 4 40 out of per- 10 people. Correct. So, So I think you're looking at that's a data that we need to – everybody needs to deal with. Nobody's exempt from that. Now, it may no. not be you, but it could be your spouse that ends up. And I think that's an issue for people to think about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the average annual cost of a nursing home stay now in the Memphis area exceeds $74,000. And that's according to Genworth, you know, a great place to look at for their cost of care survey. And that's over $200 a day. So, you know, you've got a plan for that. How do you? How are you going to cover that cost? And I know that's Medicare doesn't cover that. Your right. health insurance doesn't no, cover sir. that. So basically, you are going to pay that out of the of your pocket, right. which comes out of your assets. That's We've right. done some programs about long term care, but this is just simply saying, if you're thinking about a financial strategy, this may be one that you have to write down. Absolutely. You have to get involved in. So I guess okay, we're kind of moving through this process. And if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Nathan Powell and Michael Powell. We're talking about. New Year's resolutions, but tying it not to, you know, losing weight, not to quit smoking and not to eat healthier, dieting or whatever. They're talking about financial New Year's resolutions. How are you going to take 
the things that you know you need to do and begin to put that into a strategy and move through the process. And these guys here help do that, and that's why we have them on the program today is to get us to thinking about it. We want to wish you a Happy New Year 2016. It's brand new, and now is a great time to start. You know, I like the image that we always see when you People throw out the big year, you know. You start January the 1st with the infant, and he's crawling, you know. Mm-hmm, yep. And it's sometime about June. you got a guy standing up there. And then by the time we get to December the 31st, it's an old guy. It's an old you man. Know, an old man. Yep. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we're talking about when we think about financial strategies, sure. is to put that process together. So caring for the aged relative or, the you know, the parents. We see a lot of people today that are in the sandwich generation, we call it. Simply, they're taking care of kids. You know, their kids are still at home, and they've got the grandparent or the parent that they're taking care of. So they've caught themselves. And a lot of times, it is the grandparent, their grandparent. Their parents are still fine, but their parents aren't able to take care of it. So you find that that's the person taking it. So you end up with that 10-year-old and the Mm 85-year-old, and you've got both, both needs going on. So how do you prepare for that? Start with you, Michael. I've experienced this firsthand. I see this through my parents today. Uh, my mother's dad, not in very good shape. So it's been a lot of her time. It's not necessarily the financial side of taking care of things. But, but it affects you financially. But it affects you financially just on the time side because when you're not dedicating time towards working, you're not earning an income. I get that. And with uh, my dad's side, my grandfather, he's 93. We're talking about longevity. He's getting older and older. We all joke. We we say that he's going to outlive us all. Well, he but, might. Yeah. But looking at that, he lives with us, or he lives with my mom and dad. He's lived there now for almost four or five years. And uh, being able to prepare for those things before they happen is something to really consider, especially when sitting down with us, because we don't want this to happen. We can't control it from happening. But an increasing number of adults are going through this process of taking care of parents and their children. So that's a conversation we have from the first meeting. Well, I I think that's something, again, you're walking a person through this financial planning process. The final thing is, obviously, passing wealth to the next generation. It's a biblical thing, you know, to leave a wealth, leave an inheritance to a generation. And so I think that's important. So many people says, well, it's just going to happen. But you got to do some planning. Absolutely. You know, and that is a, a very, very big, important thing. And, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that, you know, not just in passing wealth on, but in generating and bringing wealth, you know, during your lifetime. You know, but if we take a minute first and just talk about passing wealth on to the next generation, it becomes more and more difficult. But you've got to have a strategy to transfer wealth to your heirs. You know, you've got to make sure estate planning is taken care of. And those are, you know, people that we, we connect our clients all the time to great qualified attorneys that can address their specific needs. We're going to talk about them, you know, through whatever investments they might be doing to create a strategy to pass you know, on a better lifestyle, because, I mean, we all want a better lifestyle for our Absolutely. children than than we had. I mean, that's one of the big drives of of mankind in, right. in general is sure. to want to see those future generations set up well and being able to accomplish what they set out to do. 
Well, if you just tuned in, Michael Powell, Nathan Powell, reasons why you need to set up a New Year's resolution, a strategy financially. Now, let me go through these real quick, and then we'll take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about some obstacles that keep us from having this, to to making this happen, things that are very, very common, and we will cover the word, the big word, procrastination. But here they are. Help protect yourself and your family against financial risk. That's number. That's just the bottom. That's the basic part of the pyramid. Eliminate personal debt. If you've caught yourself spending too much on Christmas, okay, it's 2016. Make that a strategy. Make that something you want to accomplish. And because you might live a long, long time, think about planning. Keep that in a mindset that you've got a plan for a long time. Pay for the cost of raising children. Pay for college. Pay for weddings, buy a car, buy a home, be able to retire when you say you want to retire in the lifestyle that you say you want to live in. Pay the cost of long-term care. If you've got to care for an aging parent, that's another strategy you need to work on. And then finally, but not by no means least important, very important, passing what you worked a lifetime for on to the next generation, if that's a desire. That's planning. That's working a strategy. So when we come back, we'll find some obstacles, find out some obstacles about really why that doesn't happen as easy as we make it sound. So stay with us. We'll be back right after this. The Liberty Bowl Stadium has been the home to many wonderful stories. When the Memphis Memorial Stadium was built in 1965, it was dedicated to Memphians who had served in the two world wars and in Korea. Its purpose was to relocate the Liberty Bowl from Atlantic City to Memphis. The stadium was renamed Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium nine years later. In 1983, the field was named Rex Dockery Field after a Memphis football coach who was killed in a plane crash just two weeks before Christmas. Since the 70s, the stadium has hosted numerous professional football teams, along with a few soccer teams. During the 90s, the stadium hosted the Memphis Mad Dogs, who were part of the Canadian Football League. Although there were some difficulty adapting the stadium to Canadian football rules, that one season in 1995 was a high point in the stadium's history, matched by the exhibition baseball game there between the Braves and the Brewers in 1975. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. It's 2016, January the 1st. I want to welcome everybody to Talk Money. Glad you're listening to us and uh, glad you're participating with us this morning. I have Nathan Powell and Michael Powell in the studio with me, and we are talking about specifics about kind of that New Year's resolution but what about financial New Year's resolutions? And so we've given you 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 thoughts that you should be thinking through. Write them down. Make them kind of a part of what you're looking at. And then pick one, two, three. Give these guys a call. They'll help you put it together. 757-5757. They'll help you put that together. Of course, that's area code 901. And all I'm saying is if you don't do it, 
it's usually because we do something, and it's one of the biggest obstacles that everybody has to any type of New Year's resolution. It's called procrastination. Nathan, help me with that. Sure. You know what? Rather than just diving into a a specific answer, let's let's look at a very famous guy. You may have heard of him, Albert Einstein. Oh yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a there's an old urban legend that said you know he's a good friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going there. (laughs) Don't you dare go there. You know, Art. I could tell they were ready to bounce on that real quick, wasn't they? Wouldn't dream of it. Right. Wouldn't dream of it. I hear you. Yeah, but there's a there's a story that he was asked off the record by a reporter. You know what was the greatest invention or discovery in human history. And Einstein himself, he simply replied, compound interest. Yeah, that's great. And that's, you know, and let's let's look at a, a hypothetical situation that can really illustrate the power of compound interest. Right. Let's say we got two people. We'll call them Pam and Jim. I'm a big office fan. Anybody watch The Office? Love so the office. We'll just we'll use them. Yeah. Pam and Jim. Power couple. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's say let's say Pam and she's at age twenty two. She's gonna save three thousand dollars a year for nine years. She's gonna receive an average return of eight percent, and she's gonna do this for nine years and stop. So she's you know only put in about twenty seven thousand dollars of her own money. Now let's look at Jim. He was focused on some other things, and he gets started at age 31. But he does the same yearly savings, $3,000 a year, but he puts that in for 34 years. Okay, now let's stop. All right. Pam is 22. She saves $3,000 for nine years. That's it, and then she stops. And she stops. Jim is 31. He saves the same $3,000, but he does it for 34 years. 34 years, And then correct. stops. That's right. And they okay. both... So basically, he does it till he's 65. That's it. That's okay. right. That's All right. right. So that's what we do. That's it. must sound like a retirement plan you that's got right. working here. Absolutely. So now let's just say, based on this hypothetical, at age 65, Pam's account, remember, she started at 22 and saved a lot less of her own money. Her account is worth $512,869. And Jim's, you ready for this? Okay. $475,880. Mr. Einstein says. Compound interest. Greatest discovery that we've got. And that, I mean, that illustrates the power of it right there. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. I mean, that's a great point. Of course, you know, we have to say this. Hypothetical example is for illustration purposes only. It's not based on any particular investment Mm -hmm. and is not likely to occur because you're you're living in a vacuum there. That's right. What you're really trying to say is. Compound interest is, as Einstein says, it's one of the greatest inventions ever. Powerful force in Very the universe. Very powerful force. And uh, everybody knows this. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, they may be worth less than they were originally. So sure. investments, investments. But the point is, what you're saying is don't put off what you know you need to do. So 2016, we need to make sure everybody understands this. This is what we're saying to you. Don't procrastinate when it comes to your financial strategies. Procrastination is a very dangerous thing. So, Michael, give us some ways to get out of procrastination. Spending habits. Um, You should be able to track those through some kind of budget. I do this a lot. I make sure every month I'm knowing where my money is going and being able to know what my budget is and what my surplus is every month. Because after I figure out what my surplus is, I can really start figuring out 
how much I can start dedicating towards these goals. I think that's a great point. When you think about procrastination, you think about spending habits, you think about habits. That's a great way. How do you break a habit? Well, procrastination sometimes gets that started. So, Nathan, if I had to overcome procrastination, how am I going to do that? Sure. You know, we talked about this a, a couple, a couple weeks, weeks ago. Also, right. you know, just to recap that, I mean, there's some just great easy steps you can do. I mean, focus on starting rather than finishing. You know, that we've said it a couple of weeks ago, the best way to eat an elephant is one, one bite, bite at a time. One bite at a time. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Work with someone that's going to be able to relieve some of your anxieties and help guide you in the path that you need to go. Block out those distractions, that background noise that you hear day in and day out, whether it's work or your to-do list and you keep saying, oh, I'll just get to that. Put that on, you know, in the back of your mind, whatever that you know, procrastination that you're putting off, put it, make it a priority. Give yourself an attainable date, put something, make it time bound. We say that a lot. You know, we talk about that in the office and we say every 90 days, we, we work on a period, we call it a period. And so we check our, what we're trying to accomplish every 90 days to see how we're doing it. And I think that's probably the best way to do it. So just, just, you know, make yourself, make yourself work towards that realistic date and say, I'm going to check it every 90 days. And hey, you know, I mean, if you're out there and you're married, you have a spouse, how about having a you know quarterly or a period check-in, a budget check-in? Sit down, isolate, you know, 30, 45 minutes, get out the bank account statements. I know nobody likes to do it, but there are some great tools that can, you know, help you consolidate that, that information. Look at it. Track your spending. You know, like what Michael was saying earlier, look at those spending habits. Have you right. gone... Have, you left the rails a little bit. Do you need to get, you know, kind of boosted back on? Does somebody need to come down and fix the track? Absolutely. If so, then that's a great way. That way you're not waiting for another year to go by, but you're you're doing a period check-in to make sure that things are working how they should be. Yeah, that's a great point because we look at 90 days sometimes as far as our goals and, you know, reviewing those things. But I see a lot of people do it on a weekly basis. I agree with that. I agree with that. Weekly races. I know my wife and I used to do this, and I guess I want you to hear this because I want you to understand that this is doable. Procrastination is an enemy that can really destroy anything you're working on. It's the major cause of financial problems. I mean, people procrastinate. They they can't do this. They can't do that. They they get well. Here's what my wife and I used to do, guys. When we were first married, mm-hmm. we would go up to Cape Girardeau in, in January, yeah. and we took our plan book. Now there's a it was a one of those places where you had the indoor swimming pool and we could sit out there and we would talk and we would you know work through our plan book together. It was a basically it was the third weekend of every January, the beginning. So in our case, it would be like not this weekend, but it would be a couple of weekends from now, and we'd take off and go. Yeah. And I you know the good part about it was. We always knew exactly kind of what was going on in our in our plan. I'll have to tell you the story. It's great. By the way, by the time we had the kids, they we still went up there, and the kids would swim, and we would still work. Mm-hmm. My wife came to me one day. She said, I wanted to, to have some furniture. I want to buy some furniture. I said, well, great. When we have our planning meeting, let's talk about the furniture. And so she did. She walked into the meeting, and I tell you what, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to tell you what we did. <laughs> What she did to bring this reality of furniture and how we stopped procrastinating as a result of her planning. So stay with us. You'll find out about how the shoemakers bought furniture from Cape Girardeau a long time ago. 
Please remember, investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. One cannot invest directly in an index. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Helping you make the most of your money, Talk Money. We'll return right after this. Here's your New Year's Day forecast. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will struggle to get out of the low and mid-40s today. Winds will be lightened from the north. Clear and getting even colder tonight with mid-20s by daybreak. Sunshine with highs nearing 50 for both Saturday and Sunday. What's better than the classic sandwich for breakfast at Burger King? Two of them for the unbelievable price of $4. Two mouth-watering sandwiches, just $4 for a limited time and only at Burger King. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers on AM 990. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. And, of course, just before the break, I was telling you about what Linda and I used to do when we would do our planning day. Now, again, our planning day kept us from doing this thing called procrastination. I had to be prepared for it. She had to be prepared for it. Now, you got to realize, if you're married to a certified financial planner, that's probably not the easiest <laughs> thing to do. She is the... When we got married, I have to tell you the story. Now, it's not that way now. We've been married 43 years. But the reality is, when we got married, I was frugal. She would have said cheap. Okay? <laughs> Same thing. You know, frugal sounded better. Potato, I could, potato. I could... Exactly. <laughs> it sounds better, though. It does sound better. I could take a buffalo nickel and squeeze it till the buffalo sit down. I had no problem, you know, with, you know, saving money. I was that tight, tight, tight. She, on the other hand... Wow, just go crazy, you know. I mean, and and she just it was just she came from a family that that's what they did and no problem. And we now have reversed, you know. I mean, it's amazing after forty three years, our spending habits are. T- she's tight. She makes the buffalo sit down, and I'm out there feeding it. You know? so, but but here's what we used to do, and this is the thing that I think so many people. It was so good for us. May not work for anybody else, but it was great for us. Cape Girardeau, we drive up. We had our plan book. We would talk about it maybe on the drive up, but really we didn't try to dive into it much till we sat down and we were across from each other. And it's not a negotiation. It's a communication thing. It was a process. So I had said, well, she wants to buy some furniture. I said, okay, babe, well, just, just kind of give me an idea. Just talk about the budget. Well, she walks in. She has a second book. And I'm thinking, that's pretty good. Ooh. You know, so she now got to remember, I'm visual. So she opens the book and in the book is cut out pictures of everything she wants and all the prices. Mm -hmm. Boy, did I I dove into the pool immediately and try to. But what it did for us was immediately she had a plan. She said, this is item number one. Now you got to realize, guys, we've been married about four years, five years. And I have to say this, when we got married, 
we had a poster bed. You remember the poster? You know what a poster bed is? Yep. And with the big deal, yeah, the right. canopy oh, over poster, it. Yeah. It's great, I think, for this was her bed when she was a little 16-year-old girl. It was pink. Now, mm. when we got married, <laughs> I talked about maybe we should paint it uh, if we didn't. And so I was going home every night and getting into a pink Poster bed. So when she, <laughs> very manly, yeah. I felt good. You know? So when she said the first item to buy was a new bed, done. Yeah. You yes, know? count me in. Done, count me in. No procrastination on that item. I had a reason. But you see what was going on with this? We were working through something together. She was setting up some priorities for me. She was giving me some insights on what she was looking at. So we said, okay, we will work on this, and we will pay cash for it. And as I set aside the money, I would give her and say, we're now ready to buy. And it wasn't furniture anymore. It was a bed. It was Chester drawers. It was a table. It was a couch. or so. It was something specific. So for procrastination, we've talked about specific. What's another obstacle, Nathan? Um, well, inflation. Inflation. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. You've heard that one By before, By the way, right? that was another incentive for me to buy a pool table. Yeah. <laughs> Back when hyperinflation was going on, I said, hey, babe, we need to buy the pool table now because a year from now, it's going to cost more. She bought it. Yeah. I didn't move on. I just Perfect. did the pool table. Yeah. Well, you know, what, what's really uh, a, a pretty cool tool that you can uh, go to, the, if you go to the website for the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you can find out, like, how much, you know, hundred dollars, you know, in 1980, let's say it would be worth today. So I did a little research there and a hundred dollars in 1980 would have the same buying power as $288 today. And if, if you say it another way, you know, you'd have to spend 288 bucks to buy something today that costs a hundred bucks in 1980. So, you know, I mean, inflation is, it's just the nature of the beast. And you have That's to how the economy is going to work. It's very yeah. important. You got to take all. You got to take inflation into account when you're planning for future goals: retirement, weddings, college. Goodness gracious, the inflation rate of college could be astronomical. Well, just to think about it, if a person retires at 65 and now he's 90, you got to you got to manage inflation and that cost of living that's going to be there. And Social Security does, mm-hmm. and that's important that you keep that in mind. And as we work through that process from there, so. Very, very important. Last subject. Last Last mm, obstacle. Okay, here we go. We all love to hate this one. Taxes. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, you you all know taxes are going to have a drag on anything that you do from your income. You got federal, state income tax. You have taxes on investments. So it's just important to have the conversation with your advisor, whoever you're working for, your CPA, to make sure you understand the implication that taxes will have on your future goals and your current situation and get a strategy put together that takes it all into account. Well, if you just tuned in, we've been talking with Michael Powell and Nathan Powell. Guys, thank you so much for today's program. Thanks, Happy Jim. New Year. Glad and to happy be here. New happy Year New Year. 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 Yeah, 2016, it's been a great day. I hope everybody enjoys the football games, and I hope your teams win. And if they don't, have a great time watching it with family. And uh, I enjoyed being here, of course. And it's uh, a great day when you can talk about money. So my producer and board operators, Art Frederick, guest and content coordination, Francis Fordner. Production assistants, Eleanor Moscovich, and my Mid-South History Moments, read by Rebecca Brazier and written by Drew Johnson. It's good to have you with us today. Thank you so much for being a part of today's program. I'm Jim Shoemaker, helping you make the most of your money. money, 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 money. money, money, money.
Jim Shoemaker, Michael Powell, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing and Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.